This is the Zach Asbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Professor Sharon Rundle Tealy from Social Marketing at Griffith University. Director of Social Marketing at Griffith. And years ago, I was kind of left understanding I could use marketing to sell products. I can sell to more people more often, more occasions. And I personally just had a moment where I thought, well, maybe I should use my talent for other reasons. And I'd set a a university essay for my 101 students and it was on corporate social responsibility. Okay. And at the same time I was working on a project in health and I for the first time truly realised that there are people that grow up in households where they don't have the same access to foods, they don't have the same advantage and opportunity in terms of parents who could teach them to eat a healthy meal. Um, in fact, I've learned since there are some kids that grow up in houses where no one cooks them a meal ever. Wow. And the kids themselves are surviving, you know, by going through a freezer or looking after themselves in some other way. Um, and so that, I guess my social conscience had tipped in and I realized being a university, like, um, taxpayer funded person that maybe I could use what I had learned through commercial marketing, um, to assist to deliver social health or environmental change. So something that benefits people and planet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you started off in very much a traditional sort of academic role and then you realized that there was this need in society to kind of give back. Yeah. So I'm a bachelor of business trained person who early in life kind of explored marketing and information systems as two possible avenues to go down. Um, I, by all means, I was pretty talented with the information system side, but um, just something in it, I think I knew enough that I'd get bored. Yeah. So marketing became my pursuit, and I pursued it with a fair bit of rigour. I was studying at University of South Australia. I left, I went into industry and started selling products. So I worked in supermarkets and fast-moving consumer goods for nearly three years. Okay. And at this point in time... Um, I went on to lead a, an agency that was selling fruit and vegetables, working out of the Adelaide fresh produce market. That's kind of cool. <laughs> awesome experience and, and worked with um, essentially a lot of freedom and was just given a simple task of running the promotion agency. Yep. Um, so I built that agency up and took it to having two staff to many, many staff. Um, and at that point, a letter had come out from University of South Australia offering a scholarship opportunity to study master's. And I was running someone's agency for, you know, their business, them. And at the same time, sort of left going, oh, babies, kids and all of that fun stuff. So I actually um, went back into university and studied. So you took them up on the scholarship offer? Took the scholarship offer, went back in and literally had to explore marketing science, Um, went on a journey of, you know, customer loyalty and, you know, understanding the side of life of why people buy more product more often. Um, but fell in love with research to some extent, the yeah. freedom. Um, wasn't really sure where to go next and was lucky enough to have a conversation with a colleague who kind of taught me what might be possible. Um, so from that moment, I went forward and actually also went straight from master's into PhD um, with a clear understanding of where I wanted to get to. And some of my early studies were really founded on breaking down how you actually bring about change. Um, because I understood from my industry side that I could get in and disrupt. I'd been taught a lot about consumer behaviour and patterns of buying behaviour, but patterns are great. They teach us what we know 
and they don't necessarily help shape the how else do we get and break that pattern to actually bring about the new the new business as usual that we actually need to see. Um, so that was my early journey. And I moved between states. I went from South Australia up to Queensland because my parents had retired up here. And okay. Wait, were you originally from Queensland? No. no. Dad had a dream. He just wanted to go fishing. Okay. Well, so when he sense. retired, he did. So he moved up north. Yeah. And so my parents were like thousands of kilometres away. I'm a mum, three kids, um, a husband, a bit unsure about where he wanted to go. And so we took a move and we've never looked back. We came into Queensland, settled in here. And at that point in time, it was like I knew I needed to find my path in terms of being an academic and what am I going to do. Um, so I started off on the, the career ladder of early academia and being a lecturer. Started at Griffith University okay. um, and only yesterday moved back into my first office that I ever started at at Griffith. You've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, so I've gone full circle across the now 19 years that we've lived here, Wow, um, which is fun. I left Griffith for a short period of time, about three years. Yeah, that was just about what I was And that say. was jumping the academic ladder because I was a little bit ambitious and wanted to just cut straight up as fast as I could. You don't strike me as an ambitious person though. Not at all. I'm clearly joking. Not at all. Where did you go for the three years? Um, so I took a move between senior lecturer to associate professor and went out to the University of Southern Queensland. Okay. And it was based up at Toowoomba or Springfield, so mm. it was only on the outskirts of uh, Brisbane. And one of my senior managers had also said to me, go and get international experience. Um, so an opportunity came up through a conversation with a colleague, and I spent six months in Lethbridge over in Canada. And that six months is the story of social marketing at Griffith because I landed into the centre of socially responsible marketing and there were about five academics there who were all teaching in the marketing space but all coalescing together on a thing. And it reminded me that centres are a great place to be. Yeah. I'd grown up in the Marketing Science Centre at University of South Australia. It had a young, energetic group of people working together on a common sort of outcome and cause and idea, you know, pursuing science to understand patterns and see what they could find. Uh, Lethbridge was a, a different kind of centre and structure that was set up. But when I hit Queensland again on the next job rung, mm -hmm. so at that point I'd landed permanent associate professor um, came back into Griffith and then had conversations with senior management to ask the question, could I, could I do this thing called social marketing? And at that moment in time, that social marketing is credited back to Kotler. Mm. And um, from about 1972, like Kotler took an idea that someone else had proposed, um, why can't we sell brotherhood like soap? and essentially started to actually demonstrate that marketing could be applied for social issues. So we took up the sort of like work within social marketing at Griffiths, which was already happening well and truly everywhere around the planet. And within years I learned that Griffiths was the first place to teach social marketing in Australia under Susan Dan. That's really cool. Who had left and jumped a few spots. So that became a bit of a full circle kind of moment too. Um, but in short, my university gave me the buy-in, you can do it. They didn't give me any funding and from that moment I just started finishing out anything that was commercial, only saying yes to social projects and over time went on to build a centre that today is 46 staff and wow. higher degree students. So that's the uh, the sort of professional side of my time here and, and what I founded and, you know, came to actually grow and and do you still love doing today? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, like I, I did my undergrad at UniSA and kept going with honours, master's, PhD, and now doing a postdoc there. And so I've been quite 
um, insular in terms of only having been part of a, a research centre. Um, so I don't have the direct experience, but when you speak to other people who aren't, you can see the, the benefits of being there, the peer review, the scrutiny of your ideas, the access to greater collaborations, um, greater quality of data. Um, there's so many benefits from it. So when you, so you came back from Canada, came back to Griffith, and it was, it was just you. So who were the founding members of social marketing at Griffith? So there's a few characters who are involved firmly in the centre today who were very close to being there from the start. Okay. So Dr. Julia Cairns took a punt on me and the social marketing at Griffith sort of thinking. Um, so at the point that the centre was still an idea and, and obviously supported and backed by management, uh, she managed to sell to her management to study a PhD in social marketing under supervision. Um, Dr. Timo Dietrich came in via a colleague who had come in via another colleague. So a bit of word of mouth recommendations, mm -hmm. but I kind of used some of the history of what I knew how to do and just started pulling in projects and servicing work to start to build the capacity story. And Timo came in and just worked as a research assistant under a project that we were running for Marta Hospital and then also Blurred Minds, which today still exists. Uh, he went on to actually think, maybe I'll do honours, and then went on to actually do PhD. And he's, he has a fun story because the story sort of becomes one of, well, I'm here because of Sharon and, and an idea. Yeah. Um, and so he, he went forward to study and today is serving uh, as the Deputy Director of Engagement in the centre and is, yeah. you know, just a driving force helping to just make more happen. Um, and it's people like Julia and Timo who've been right there from the start Joy Parkinson, who um, I had met through colleagues, and she pretty much, after a phone call, decided to sort of switch from one university across to the other. Um, Samir, who I met in Canada, yeah. and other colleagues had met, finally, after two years, decides to actually join us. Yeah, um, he spent six months here as, like, a convent or something, right? Yeah, rest was history. Like, he went away, went back to Singapore, went back to Canada, and then one day kind of just went, maybe I will come. Yeah. Um, and we're lucky enough that he actually joined the centre too because he's just such a fabulous colleague and, and a great academic thinker that's been so active in this space ever since he studied under Mike Rothschild. Um, so there is so many who are part of the centre story and how we've come to be such a large team because they met through study, they are committed to social marketing and really see value in the work and want to be here. So we spend a lot of time writing a lot of proposals trying to... Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.